Good evening, everybody. Welcome once again to another episode of Cousins for Christ, where we're just three cousins who like to get together and talk about Christ. Joined once again by my two cousins on my left here, my cousin Jeremy. Hello. To the right, my right-hand man, what? Chris. Uh, well, it's good to be back man. with you, gentlemen, once yeah, again. right-hand man. How's everybody doing this week? Good. I'm good. I feel okay. Weather's nice. It's great. Degrees. I'm, I'm in shorts right now. It's going to be freezing uh, this weekend, but hey. Yeah, yeah, we were at sixty some odd degrees today, and like you said, about twenties this weekend. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, welcome, welcome to Tennessee. <laughs> Absolutely, we're going to we're going to continue talking tonight about uh, our, our study of parables, and uh, tonight's is uh, I don't want to say it's my favorite because I really do enjoy a lot of them, but uh, I think this one's the one that applies to us the most so far. You know what I mean? Like something that we've all gone through that we'll talk about. I, I think you're right, Chris. It definitely. Uh, it definitely applies to me. Oh, yeah. But we're going to be talking about the parable of the prodigal son. Uh, for those of you who may be following along with us with your own Bibles, we're going to be reading from Luke chapter 15, and we're going to read verses 11 through 32. I'll read that now. Then he said, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in that land, and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. And when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight, and are no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring out the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet, and bring the fatty calf here and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to be merry. Now his older son was in the field, and he came and drew near to the house. He heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, Your brother has come. Because he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fatted calf. But he was angry and would not go in. Therefore his father came out and pled with him. So he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years I have been serving you. I never transgressed your commandment at any time. And yet you never gave me a young goat that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this son of yours came, who has devoured your livelihood with harlots, you killed the fatted calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that I have is yours. It was right that we should make merry and be glad. For your brother was dead and is alive again, and was lost and is found. That concludes the reading. Uh, that's a, like we mentioned, Chris, in many ways... This this parable applies to myself. Oh, for sure. I write. I was born. Not for sure, uh, you, but for myself too. <laughs> Jeff, for sure. <laughs> Jeff, more than all. Well, I grew up in the church, 
And when I reached adulthood, uh, went away to the world, went to college and, yeah. uh, you know, fell away. I think that's the term we use a lot. That's and, what, that's uh, what happened to me. I got to, um, college. I think I stopped going. I even went first year to a Christian college and just kind of fell away. Got into the wrong circles, chose to be there. Well, yeah, it was a, it was a personal decision. Yeah. No one made me do it, Chris. Mm -hmm. Just slowly stopped going to church as much and, and fell away from everything. Well, it's, uh, Jeremy, anything? No, I mean, I was okay. in and out of church all through growing up, you know, so. Let's jump into this one. There's a lot of, a lot of good points. Uh, let's look at verse uh, 11, um, rather 12. When he says father here, uh, who are we, who is he referring to? He's talking to God. God. Right. And one of the things I had listed here was our Heavenly Father is the source of all that we've ever had and all that we ever will have. Do you guys agree with that? Uh, true. Uh, true, true. <laughs> uh, you can look at Luke 12, verse 31. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and he will give you everything that you need. And it echoes in Philippians 4, 19. And my God will fully supply your every need according to his glorious riches in the Messiah, Jesus. Everything comes from it. I mean, before... The son leaves. I mean, he's got everything he needs. His father's to, <clears throat> his father's taking care of him. But like you said, of his own uh, his own accord, he decides to leave his father. Uh, another point that I get out of this parable, and we'll start breaking this down a little bit verse by verse. But our heavenly Father is capable of love and forgiveness. Yes. So. The application here is for any of you listeners out there that have uh, may not be living the, the life that you would choose, that it may not be in accordance with our what our Heavenly Father would want. You know what? He'll forgive you of it. Do you ever do you ever sit back and think of how lucky we are that He is so merciful? I do. He doesn't have to be. If you ever think about it, it does. He doesn't have to be. You no, know? Jeremy. I want to talk about this for a second. Like what you said right there is very true. I've heard people approach me when you talk to them about God or and Jesus and talk about maybe finding a good church and their response would be, oh, if I walked into church, I'm so bad, it would, lightning would strike. Yeah. It would burn down. You, you, Let me tell you something. You can never be so bad that you couldn't no. find forgiveness at all. I mean, God would forgive most horrible, heinous crimes if you just turned to him. Up to that point, Jeremy, do you believe that the the power of the blood through Jesus Christ and the grace we get from that that that's powerful enough to cleanse all sin? I, I, everything but one. The, so those of you who like Jeremy one just is meant, the blasphemy, blasphemy of the, the Holy, Holy Ghost, Spirit. Yeah. yeah. So those of you out there who uh, may believe that your sins are so You're heinous, never too far gone. No. You, I, You're never too far. I gone. promise you. Paul said he was the chief sinner. I would argue with Paul on that. Yeah, no. I'm a horrible, horrible person, and uh, I just thank God every day. <laughs> yeah. So if you think you've done something so heinous that you can't be forgiven, don't think that. That's kind of undermining Jesus Christ. His blood is sufficient to save all. <clears throat> Excuse me. Good points, fellas. Another point I took out of this parable is even though we may lose our way our Heavenly Father remains steadfast and is a beacon of light providing direction 
I like to think of Jesus Christ and our Heavenly Father as kind of a lighthouse. Yeah. You may be lost at sea. It may be dark. It may be foggy. You may have lost your entire sense of direction. But he's always that bright and shining light that we can always turn to to find our direction back home. And in First John 1 and 5 says this, This is the message we have heard from him and announced to you. God is the light, and in him there is no darkness at all. He's always going to be a beacon. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think I've brought up for the past several weeks one verse over and over again. Yeah. When Peter's sinking into water, why? It's because he turned his focus off Jesus. If he kept his focus on Jesus, he would have kept walking towards him. As soon as he started paying attention to the water and the wind, he started it's sinking. It's not a hidden light. Everybody thinks no. it's hard to find. It's not hard to find. But you just, have We choose not to see it. No, you're good. We just choose not to see it. But you have to look for it, Chris. You have to look for it. You have to be open for it. <clears throat> you do. you got to look for it. Another point. <clears throat> One second. Go ahead, Jeremy. There's a lot of people that will go to church trying to find the answers. And I was probably one of them at one time. I know I was. My first, because I actually started going what back to church 10 years ago, and then I stopped again. Is people will think, but here's the thing is, I was wanting to go and connect with Jesus and God again, but I didn't in my heart because I was still doing the bad things. I would literally go to church, a Bible study on Wednesday night, and me and my buddy would go directly to the bars after that. So the same thing on Sunday nights. Go to church. Guess what? I'd go out and do whatever. So my heart wasn't open for it. If your heart's not ready, you you got to well, get your heart right and your head right. And that's what I'll say, too. I, I was doing the same thing. And you come to church, you're looking for answers, but you're looking for the answers you want to hear. You're looking to see how yeah. it connects to you. You're not listening. God could be speaking to you, yeah. but you're not wanting to hear what he's telling you. Yes. You're just looking for those answers that get you out of that whatever situation you're in. You know, he's... It's hard. I, I understand what you're saying with that. It's these guys made two excellent points. Jeremy saying that mine was better, but whatever. <laughs> you may go to church looking for the answers, but if you're not committed to finding those answers and actually changing your life um, to receive that direction, it's not going to happen. And, and, and Chris was saying that uh, you know if if you're not willing to commit to that and you know sometimes these answers aren't going to be the ones you want you're not going to find everything you hear in the bible is not maybe going to be what you want to hear that's it's what you need to hear and that's, that's why they say they say you know there's the verse that says if you ask and it'll be given unto you but that's people mistake that they're like well i ask and i pray and i believe it's going to happen that's as long as it's in accordance with his will and that's not talking about material things. No, it's not. It's talking about I mean, wisdom. Yeah. Not to say Acceptance. that the good Lord's not going to bless you. Strength. With material things. He's going to take care of you. But that's not what that verse is about. Um, good points, well, gentlemen. It's actually a good point because God has blessed me with more materials on my shirt for the more cupcakes I eat. <laughs> hey, hey. We can check off the Sorry, cupcake Sorry, I had to get the cupcake right out of the way. <laughs> I had that box on the on, on the sheet there. Um, another thing I got out of this uh, this parable. Sometimes the pathway to salvation is grounded in humility and thankfulness. Chris, you got the text open, or, or I'll, I'll read it. Numbers in verse. Uh, I'll just read fifteen and sixteen again to highlight that. He went into the 
he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed the swine. And he gladly would have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. So this is a guy who uh, had his inheritance from his father, who was wealthy. He took this, and he just kind <coughs> of lived this life of luxury and pleasure, and he, he wasted it all. Here he is. He's in a field feeding pigs. To survive. And he's at a point where he would gladly eat the, the food that he's given the pigs. Mm -hmm. is, that, is that humility? I don't think it's humility where he's. It's he, rock he, bottom he, for he, sure. It's rock bottom. I don't think well, it's. Well, I think it's put him in a situation of humility well, because it. he later it's acknowledges a, it that his father. Humility. He wants to go back to his father. And I think he's going back with the right attitude now. I think he is too. I mean, he. he and I think we're going to get into the repentance. Uh, here in a couple points later, but he's he's very repentant. You know, I want to get back. One, go ahead, Chris. No, I'm just saying he's very repentant on, on her attitude, seems to be, when he meets his father. Right. And I want to just highlight something in verse 17 here. We were talking about how uh, if you seek first the kingdom of God, all these things will be added unto you. He's talking about his father's hired servants, that they, they have bread enough and what? And to spare Mm -hmm. How many of us have been so blessed that we have enough and we have enough to spare? I just think that's that really hits a point with me and about how the good Lord blesses us all. Thoughts? I, I mean, I agree completely. You there's there's many verses in the Bible that talk about <laughs> humility. Uh, you got Ephesians four and two. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient. Be uh, bearing with one another in love. James 14 and 10, I think this goes with along with this one as well. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. Going along with this thought of, you know, humility is mentioned a lot in the Bible. Humble, mm -hmm. humility. Um, when we look at the, the prodigal son here, he's been kind of broken down, right? The world has kind of showed him that it's not always a great place to be in. Discuss briefly how our perspectives on life can change throughout the course of our lives. I mean, throughout age, you're going to mature and your perspective is going to change. You know, that or even if with great so. loss, yeah. great loss is generally, I won't tell you, I had a experience where I was very childish growing up in my 20s. Especially my early 20s, I was very childish. That was early 20s, Jeremy? Yes, yeah, I had like, a big loss. Just last week. <laughs> and it really matured me a lot. And sometimes that's what it takes is a great loss or just time with age. Good point, Jeremy. Chris, have you experienced how life can change the way you look at things? Well, when I came when I came back or, or started trying on the road back, it was, it was through hardships that I needed God. You think in, I, I, when you I say hardships, what I was going you think sometimes life, God does things to you that may not be pleasant, but he's doing it for your good? Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. You think I, there I, were times in your life that things you asked for and prayed for that he didn't give you because he knew that's not what you well, needed? Well, if I didn't go through them, I, don't, I can't say I would hopefully be back here. I just know I was, I'm very like thankful for what I went through. I'd, I'd like to jump in real quick. I've told people before, I've always been a pretty good guy, but I haven't always been a good Christian. And I had reached a point in my life uh, 
where I think I was kind of like we talked about last week. I was trying to maybe give myself a little too much credit oh, for yeah. things that had yeah. happened in my life that uh, had gone well. And sometimes I look back on some of the subsequent things that happened after that. That in, in some ways I feel like the prodigal son, literally, that uh, I was never in a field feeding pigs hoping I could eat that. But sometimes I wasn't that far off from that. And I look back at that and I'm like, maybe that was God's way of saving me from myself. Make any sense? Yeah, makes perfect sense. It could have been. We don't. I mean, we don't know his plan. The plan is to get you to follow in his in his footsteps. Well, your trials and tribulations led you to this point right here, right? And that's now. what I'm saying. That's really it. Yeah. God me, works in mysterious ways. It led me back to it. Now I've talked about it a lot. I keep using the word peace. Like if you look in this parable, the son doesn't have peace anymore or contentment. He has, okay. he has strife. And when when I realized that I was far away and, and needed to come back, I didn't have peace when I was away from him. I didn't have contentment. You made an excellent point, Chris, in that when the prodigal son went out and took his inheritance and, and, and basically bloated on you know wasteful living, did that bring him the ultimate peace no. that he wanted? Jeremy? I'll say that one more time. I'm sorry. The prodigal son, after he uh, took his inheritance and went off and, and, and spent all that money, and was living that lavish lifestyle. No. Did that bring him the peace that, no. that he needed, that no. he wanted? It brought him no. some temporary something or whatever. His pleasure, you want to call peace, it. Chris. Is that no, what you're trying to associate not. for me? Yeah, it's not. That's. I don't think pleasure equates to peace. No. You look at people who were hedonistic, who were basically trying to fulfill yeah. every pleasure imaginable. I don't know if that's ever brought anybody ultimate satisfying peace. I don't. I don't believe it. Well, the Bible tells us it doesn't. <laughs> And I believe what that says. Well, you're going out there searching for stuff if it's through alcohol or drugs or anything. You're you're there to fulfill something. Prostitution. Anything. Gambling. Anything. You're there to fulfill something, a need that you it feels want like and you're craving. But really, if you come back to God and Christ and accept Him in your life, you're going to be fulfilled. It's going to give you everything you were searching for because in your mind you think, that's not what I'm searching for. So you go out and do all these other things. And you're always searching and looking, and the whole time is right in front of you. But it comes with having an open mind and a heart set. But you've got to want it, yeah. and you've got to be willing to accept what the Lord tells you. And you can't go into it hoping to find the answers that you want to hear, because you may not get. You're probably not going to get. No, them. and that's what happens a lot of times too. That you'll see is. People can go through, you can go through and pick verses out that'll support whatever you're trying, you know what I mean? Exactly. What you're trying to do, just, oh, well, here's this one. Well, what about this one? Exactly. It's the whole message. Let me just you bring up the one verse that will be brought up to you, Matthew 7. <laughs> what is do that? not judge. But the problem is you can't take one verse and make it. It's not that, if you read all of Matthew 7, the first few paragraphs, it's about righteous judgment and it's against hypocritical judgment doesn't mean not to judge at all we are as christians we are meant to have righteous judgments to help each other along you could also say in a way that <clears throat> judgment could be internal discernment self-evaluation uh i want to read verse 18 and i want to get both of you to comment on Repentance. I think we're going to see in 18 here. Uh, I'm fixing to read that. I will rise and go to my father and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I'm interpreting, let's hit 19, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. 
I think that's a version of, of, of repentance there. I think he's repenting. But what is, what, re what is repentance? What, what, and what, what is repentance? Yeah. Jeremy, you'll get that. And Chris, ask, tell us why that's essential to our salvation. Go ahead, Jeremy. Re repentance is a change of mind. It's it's a Greek word. Metano, if I can say this right. Metano, nana, no, no. Okay. I'm saying that right. I just butchered that <laughs> I don't word. Speak Greek. I don't but Sounds it, good to it me. is a change of mind. So basically, you're changing your mind, your mindset on things. Whereas one thing you've looked before, now you're turning against that stuff saying, okay, I'm turning away from this sin. I'm no longer going to do these things. And I'm going to make a change. You're sorry you did it? But yeah, that's why you would change your mind. You change of change heart? Your mind, yeah. You want to do better? Uh, exactly. Why is that important, Chris? Well, I mean, it goes along. Well, anytime you stray away from you stray away from your relationship. You, And, and that's what this... The son did. He strayed away from God's relationship or his father's relationship. He didn't come back and acknowledge that his life was, he was off. He was Why? off the course. Why is that essential to our salvation? Gets us right with God. Is, so, is repentance plan. not a part of the, uh, the process of well, yeah, obtaining you, salvation? We it talked does. about that earlier. If When I went back to church in my late 20s and it didn't stick, is because I was going to church and then I was going to the bars. Yeah, you never So you I had no repentance change. there. I was just... Going there thinking, oh, I'm just going to go to this service and listen to this man talk about God, and I everything's going to be okay. But it wasn't because then I was going to, because I, I didn't change my lifestyle. There was no repentance there. If you're not sorry about what you did, are you going to change what you're doing? Well, no. Probably no, not. No, it's a, it's, a it's a hollow effort. There's a video out this week where a man, is, a Christian man, is talking to a, a female that does uh, kind of does things on the internet, we should say. And she claimed to be a Christian. And the whole time, she's telling him, I'm still a Christian. doesn't matter as long as I have this. And he kept trying to tell her, hey, without a repentance and a change of mind, you're not a true Christian yet. You can't live in the world and be part of Christ. You got You can't have one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom of God. I'm seeing more and more of that where people are, are saying, and they're using specific verses that say like, sins are forgiven that's why he died all your sins are forgiven but but they leave out the parts of the bible where it says you have to live the life you have to repent when you fall away they they okay. don't want to hear it they they want to keep doing what they're doing and, and claim that just because they confess they know god well let's, let's look at the lady that's about to get stoned people love bringing this up it's like ye who without sin cast the first stone people will tell you every time and then they'll drop the stones and walked away and she looked up and said jesus says where's all of your accusers gone and then they's like see see what he did but if you keep on they're reading just a little just a little, just a little longer bit. if you just read one more sentence he'll say go and sin no more yeah. <laughs> i want to touch on something chris said earlier um uh-oh well to be a Christian, to fully be, to accept the gift that we get. Once we repent and we're sorry about what we did, we do have to have a lifestyle modification. We need to do things differently. We need to quit doing those things that we were doing that were wrong. So that takes effort. Yeah, it does take effort. And if you're not willing to do that, yeah, then I'll... you're not ready. You're, you haven't fully repented if you're not, if you're not willing to do that. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't, and, and I'm going to just beat this in the dirt, I guess. And then we'll move on. You can't go to church on Sunday morning and sell drugs on the corner on Monday morning. <laughs> I mean, well, agreed. Let's pick up a 20 here. Uh, 
And he arose and came to his father, and he was still a great way off. His father saw him and had compassion, and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. He goes on to uh, to kill the fatted calf. Uh, he provides his son with one of his best robes. He puts a ring on his hand. He puts sandals on his feet. Do you think that this young man was worthy of that? And what is this? What would this be an example of? What what the father did for his son? Grace, <clears throat> grace. I, I think it is an example it of is, grace. And why? A couple of things. How do we obtain this grace, and why should we be so thankful for it? Well, because grace is given. It's and how gift. do we get it? It's just faith in Christ. Through the death of Christ. Yes, exactly. Through his blood. He paid it through it his achieved. blood. You've said before many times, Jeremy, we can't work our way into heaven. No, you can't. And that's what I'm about to say. Is, is, is like you said, it's a gift. You can't, it's, you can't earn it. You can't win it. It's a gift from God that you do not deserve. Chris? Now, I, w- I always like to touch in on this because then you get into those conversations like, well, you can't be saved. You're saved by grace, not saved by works and all that other stuff. The Bible teaches you things you have to follow through with. Like, there there are paths and actions that you need to take to do that. But without grace, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have anything. And I, I think regardless of those things that we have to do, if we were depending on our very actions... Yeah, we're not. And, and how righteous and pious we are and how we go through life without sin, we would all be we be lost. Jeremy says it all the time. We're not good people. It's every day that especially, I have well, some we didn't say that. Especially we didn't that say that. Wouldn't it Jesus? There's only all of only, sin and fall. Yeah, Jesus will tell you only God is good. Yeah. No one else is good. So it's not that we're saying that. I will tell you right now, <clears throat> no one is good but God. Especially Chris. He's really not good. Yeah, not good. <laughs> Uh, I'm logging hours here. That's why I'm doing this. <laughs> I got some stuff to make up for. But I mean, if you go back into to this one, it's always like, why is he so happy, right? Like, why is God not content with the ones in there? And I look at it this way: if you're you have three children and one goes missing, and when you get them back, okay. how happy are you that that one's? It's not that you're not. These two are protected and in house. But how ecstatic would you be if the, when that one comes back, yeah. like you just let's let's jump into that next point that you just made. There is uh, the fact that there is great joy in heaven when a lost soul comes to repentance, and that's exactly you're back what safe. you're saying. The father, and, and that's really a point that we're going to touch on more as we finish out this parable, because when his other son's like, you know, I've, I've been faithful to you from the beginning, and uh, you never did any of this for me, Chris. I don't think people and, and it's something too that i just start how much god loves us and it affects him like being outside that he knows we don't have a relationship with him too like we've separated ourselves from him that how much that affects god because god loves us so much let's read luke fifteen seven. just so i tell you there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance you know, we sing a song. There is a song in our most of our Christian songbooks, the 90 and 9. Love that song. Uh, of course, that's, this verse is where that comes from. But but it's true. There's more joy in heaven, uh, you know, over that one sinner who comes to repentance than, than <clears throat> over the 99 who, who don't need that repentance. They're, they're already uh, saved. So that, that's a, just a big point. That's the very reason this parable that Jesus teaches in parables. We see the father in his absolute joy mm-hmm. over his son, who he believed was lost, has now come back to him. Um, good point, guys. Uh, 
And I just like, let's, let's hit 24. We got a few verses here. Um, For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. That got me to thinking, sin is what, Jeremy? Is death. And where do we find life, Chris? In God. So sin is death. Christ say, is life. should say death is the wages of sin. It is. And I always look at the separation from God. Yeah. Wages of, of sin is death. Sin is death. Yeah, I mean. Because that's what it results that, in. Sin brings you death. That's, that's your payment. Let's read a few verses illustrating that there is life in Christ Jesus. Uh, Jeremy, you want to start us off? Yeah, Romans 6, 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. We'll follow up with Galatians 2 and verse 20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. All right, we got John 14 and 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. A couple more. Romans 8 verse 10. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. And John eight twelve again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And I really think, guys, uh, that's just an illustration there. Uh, sin is our downfall, but life and, and renewal is through Jesus Christ. And, and I think we're seeing that in this parable. Uh, so we go down through here. The son, the older son, is upset, right? Very. Because he feels like, what, you know, he's he didn't run off and, and waste his inheritance. He stayed faithful to his father the whole time. But now that the lost son has come back and the joy that the son sees in that, that his father has in that, and he, and he feels bad. So what does he say to him? He said, son, you are always with me and all that I have is yours. I think that's a part everybody misses too is the fact that he, because he is there, he has access to everything. We already have everything we need. We We're did. saved, right? Well, if we are saved, we have everything we need. Exactly. And it's the point we've made over and over again tonight. Once you are not with God, you are dead to God. You're away from him. You're not a part of him anymore. Until you accept him in your life, then you are brought back to life. Yeah. As long as you're separated from God... You're dead. You figure that person, and all of a sudden, once you accept it, that's when God gets so happy, and all the angels sing in heaven over one sinner being saved is because they're alive again. They went from death to back to life again. I'm reminded a little bit toward the end of this parable when the son gets angry. Uh, do you guys remember the parable of the workers in the vineyard? Yeah. Where he goes out, and he finds exactly. these guys early in the morning, and he yep. gives them a certain wage. And he... Comes back three hours later and hires some more guys. So anyway, once he wound up hiring the last crew, like toward the end of the day, but the guys he hired on earlier for the very same wage are angry because they worked all day. And, <clears throat> and these guys just showed up. And and I think that illustrates the same point we're talking about is whether you've been a Christian for 50 years or 
five minutes. In the last ten minutes of your life, yeah. But You're think... going to reap that same reward, and there's going to be that same joy in heaven. But there's got to be self-reflection, too, that if it does bother you, that someone's going to get the same reward as you if they come in late, then you have to do some self-reflection So you're saying, yourself. Chris, you should be as happy, just as Ecstatic. happy when you, when you see that happen. Ecstatic. I mean, that's, well, our, that's our goal on this earth. Yeah, I've never had anybody walk into a church that I knew and be like, oh, why? Last why did they have to accept God? <laughs> we hope not. No. But to finish out the parable in verse 32, it was right that we should make merry and be glad for your brother was dead and is alive again, was lost and is found. And, and just, again, in this parable, it's about a lost sinner that comes back to his father in heaven and the joy that is received in that. In closing, as long as we are alive, is it too late? Can we can we still come to repentance? Can we still be forgiven of things that we've done? Yes or no? No. If we're alive, we can't no, be forgiven. Yes, yes, we are. There's no. I was just saying. There's no time. Okay, like, I was there's, there's worried no there. Oh. <laughs> it's never too late, is what I meant to Jeremy. say. Jeremy, <laughs> there's always time. Yeah, yes. <laughs> you should see the look on Jeremy's face right now. Yes. <laughs> we can. Yes. And that's the thing. <laughs> At the end of every sermon, you're going to hear the invitation. And that's basically, uh, if you're there sitting in that church and your life isn't right with God, and you're still upright and breathing, it's not too late, folks. Uh, <clears throat> and if you have lived the life you should have, and, and if you've fallen away and you're not, you can still come back and be brought back together with your father. Chris? I wasn't perfect when I started coming back. Well, it was a. It's a. Process. Is anybody perfect anyway? I'm still not. I'm no. so far. He, it's, he it's, definitely is not. Yeah, I'm much closer <laughs> yeah, than him. You saw how I answered that earlier question, <laughs> but I, I was not perfect. But there, you just can't wait. You got to get started. To finish it out, so why is it important that we continue to share the gospel with others? Well, here's the way I look at it. I, I wrote a little something down. It's kind of like, why would you not share it? When you see a movie or read a new book you really enjoy and you love it, you can't stop yourself from telling family, friends to go check it out. When you fall in love with someone or something, just a thing, you can't stop telling your family and friends or even your coworkers about it. It's the most important and natural thing in the world to spread what makes you joyous. So why wouldn't you talk about Jesus? Do you think there's been times, Jeremy, when people have talked more about a movie or a sporting event or a book than they have about the Word of God? Oh, yeah. There's been times I've done it. Unfortunately, you're right. It, it, it's it, it's a thing. It's like when somebody gets a new boyfriend or girlfriend, they never shut up about that person. And I guess the point, Jeremy. And the thing is, if you love Christ, you should have that same effect where, like, oh, here comes Chris and Jeff. I guess I want to hear about Jesus again. We're too scared of what people are going to think when we yeah. tell them, so it keeps us from doing it. And that's, yeah. that's, that's the problem. Yeah. And one of the points, if like Jeremy mentioned, if you're excited about something mm -hmm. and you're fired up about it, you wind up telling people about it, right? Yeah. So that might be a little self-evaluation. Yes. Yeah, speaking of which, it's kind of like this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tell every one of your friends about it. Tell your friends, your family about it. Tell your coworkers about it. Share it with others. I know I try to talk about it to people who actually do not want to hear about it from me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but if you would, please just share that. We'd appreciate it so much. Share it with your family. Share it with your friends. If they don't listen to it, oh well. And I've got a personal request to anybody who's listening out there right now. If you have been listening, if you're listening now and you enjoy what you're hearing, do us a favor. 
I don't know if you're on Facebook. I don't spend a lot of time on it myself, but we want to hear from you. We, we, we'd like to know where you're from. Uh, we'd well, like to hear. Yeah, if there's something that you'd want to hear. But we, we need that encouragement right now. It would be really nice to hear from some of you guys out there listening. Yeah, and I would like questions because I would love to have enough listener questions one day just to have an episode of listener questions to answer and respond to and discuss. And, you know, if we got one or two, we really couldn't do it. But if we had, you know, 10 to 20 questions, we could do a whole episode on it, maybe two. Or we could write them down and then accumulate a few. And, oh, yeah. Or just use have a segment at the end of each podcast yeah. where we answer yeah. those questions. And we appreciate the people that come back every week. We Absolutely. love y'all to death. We are so grateful for y'all. And I can't thank y'all enough Absolutely. for listening to give us. We're very proud. Yeah, because y'all giving us one most important things in your life other than God. You're giving us your time mm -hmm. to listen to it. And we really appreciate that. Couldn't have said it better myself. Good talk, guys. We're going to find us at Facebook, Friends for Christ, or Cousins for Christ. Do not go to Friends for Christ. Go to Cousins for Christ on Facebook. Like I said, please leave a comment or a name. And we're, we've, we can't see everybody's and, name yet because we're not to 100 followers yet. And, and so please prayers. tell people about our prayer. Yeah, prayer requests, page, too. Yeah. Please, please submit any prayer requests because that's yeah, you, it helps. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you would find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Close the prayer. Yep. Dear Lord in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thank you so much for gathering us here to do this podcast, Lord. Thank you for being with us and hope that your word goes out and reaches other, Lord, and help strengthen their faith, Lord, and help them on their journey, Lord, in a way that glorifies you and honors you. And we thank you so much for this blessing and privilege, Lord. We want to pray for everyone's health out there that's listening, Lord and hope that they're doing well, and and you keep them healthy, Lord. And we thank you so much for this blessing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.